penultimate episode of the Spooky Spectacular, Jordan is rudely awakened by Haz's pumpkin delivery that came with a unexpected surprise. Yeah, back it up, back it up, mate. You see it? Huh. Yeah, drop him down, drop him down. Holy fuck! Holy fuck! Holy fuck! What? Now? Morning, dude. I. Whoa, you have really hairy legs. They keep you warm in the winter nights. Hey, you can't afford this. Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, watch out! Here comes the pumpkin avalanche. Oh shit! Whoa! <laughs> We got an Irish guy with our pumpkin delivery. Wait, was he just nestled in there? Yeah, I, I guess. Like some kind of awesome cereal prize. That's a lovely manner, boys. Are you doing some alien proofing? Were you just living in the... Wait, that's what the pumpkins are for? Uh, yeah. According to all the research, there has never been an alien abduction or a crop circle in a pumpkin patch. Everybody knows that. Hey, you just got here. Watch your back. Wait, how... That's what this whole thing was about. Keeping aliens away with pumpkins. Yes, they freak me out. They're all spindly. Wait, you're all spindly. Oh, here we go with the wailing. Here you go. Speaking of which, you boys ever heard of the Banshee? Who are you? Go on. Well, looks like you're joining us for tea then. And welcome to part three of Grief Burrito's Spooky Burrito Spooky Spectacular. And yes, that was a mouthful. Thank you for noticing. I am your horrendously horticultural host, Harrison Wilde, and my devilishly divisive co-host is Jordan Shenton. Please say hello and tell our listeners who we have with us today. Hello, my name is Jordan, as Harrison so rightly said. And today we have Ross from I Understood That Reference. Say hello, Ross. Hello, Ross. I mean, hello, everybody. <laughs> yes, that's me. I'm Ross. Thanks, guys, for that amazing introduction. And my God, you guys are very good at those introductions. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking part in our uh, little animated special that's going to be coming out very soon. Thank you very, very much for having me. Because uh, as, as I said, I was looking at the most recent animation and it's excellent. So, you know, excellent stuff. Yeah, another shout out to Ross Cook. He's an incredible artist. Your co-host isn't joining us today. Rob is missing out on being part of today's show. I mean, yet again, that is is his loss or his Ross, as I like to say. But uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a shame for him. I wish he could be here. He also wishes he could be here and he does send his regards. But unfortunately, things are just a little bit a little bit tied up on, on his end. So yeah, no worries. We'll get him on next time as well. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to all meet up again sometime soon. Um, if people don't know anything about your show so far, if our listeners aren't familiar with you, do you want to alert, let them know and fill them in briefly what it is you do on your show? I shall indeed. See, this is this is where I usually fall back on Rob and rely on his ability to ah. market himself because I am terrible <laughs> at this stuff. But we are called I Understood That Reference. We do comics and movies and games and stuff like that in a really weird kind of unusual Irish way, which includes, you know, like doing TV teams on tin whistles and doing ridiculously stupid quizzes that probably nobody gets. But we do and that's the main thing. They're, they're always really good fun. I absolutely love your episodes. Your, your show is a great morning podcast. So like when I go out on my walks, I usually stick you guys on when I'm out, out walking and it's really nice to wake up to the day. When you said morning, 
I, I had assumed you meant like in a Halloween, like a mourning way, you know, like I, I listen to it while I'm in mourning. I was like, well, I guess while I'm at funerals. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I guess we put the fun into it funerals. It cheers me up, you know. Yeah, they get, they get me through the day. <laughs> the fun into funerals. That's amazing. It is, yeah. Well done. I, I actually applaud you for that one. Well done. Yeah, that's my one. <laughs> <laughs> you, everybody gets one. <laughs> um, and for anyone who might be stopping by for the first time on our show, we're probably a gaming, movie, and entertainment podcast, and we usually have a single spooky episode every month. However, for the, for the whole month of October, we like to make things extra spooky, uh, where we cover all the strange and unusual things in the world. So what are we going to be covering today, Jay Dizzle? As we've been covering those spooky, big world-covering paranormal stories, like the Dyatlov Pass and crazy UFO stories this week, we thought we'd bring it on home, settle in down with a nice cup of tea, couple of, couple of settle teas. in down with a nice cup of tea and talk some local legends. So Ross, I believe you're going to begin for us, aren't you? I am, yes. Uh, and this is a very, very local legend because I, I'm from a place in Ireland called Leash, and just down the road there's a, a, a castle called Ducket's Grove, and the legend, which okay. is that of the Banshee is very, very, very important to this castle. And I have, I have one or two stories which will illuminate for, for us why it's important. But before that, guys, I have a question for the both of you, if that's, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, go okay. for it. It's like, it's, like a little, it's like a little game in a way. So I want you both separately, and not to show each other at the moment, to write down the three things that you think of when you think of Halloween. So just, I mean, just type them down somewhere, don't say them out, and just, and just keep, them, keep them in mind. Keep them in mind for a minute, and we'll, we'll, we'll come back to them later. But I just want to highlight a point, if that's okay. 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 I mean, this could go horrifically wrong, and I'm, as could. usual, I'll be both humiliated and embarrassed, but I guess that's okay. That's okay. It's all for the, the manner of entertainment. So as long as people are watching, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it screws up. No offense, but... <laughs> I mean, look, I kind of do it sounds, too. It sounds entertaining. <laughs> Regardless, it will okay. be somewhat entertaining because if it works, I look like a great, some kind of psychic fortune teller. And if it goes wrong, I look like an idiot, which is also probably as humorous. So, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've got mine down. Mine are down. Excellent. Right, so shall I, shall I tell my, my, my first story of the Banshee? First hand, well, maybe not first hand, but the interview was with somebody who had a first hand encounter with the Banshee no from way. Lore. Yes, let's do it. Let's bring in some spooky music. There you go. Go. Perfecto. <laughs> now, before, before this story gets ridiculed because of the person's name involved, sometimes Irish names are just what they are. You just, you just, have, to, you just have to let them be, okay? So let's, let's okay. not let the, the, the ridiculousness of this man's name take away from the integrity of the story. <laughs> okay. So, What's the name? Willie Good was a man... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> Integrity of the story. So, yes, Willie Good. I actually, incidentally, I used to know a man named Willie Long as well, and that's not a joke. But again, <laughs> those Irish names will get you. I was asking like for a short review, like, Willie? Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem like there should always be a question mark after his name. Or if somebody's it just does. checking in on him, Willie, good? Yeah, you good? Good, good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. But... This man was from a place in Ireland called Cork. Now, Cork is essentially what Cork people like to call the second capital of Ireland after Dublin, you know? So I just mm. want to give a little, a little bit of the seriousness in Cork people. They, they know their stuff. They're very, they're very crafty. They know what they're doing. They're an intelligent people. So I want you to bear that in mind when you listen to this story. 
Okay. So, Willie was a farmer, and he was used to having animals around, and he's used to obviously dogs and cats and all kinds of things and hearing all kinds of sounds. So he's got a well, a finely tuned ear for noises, strange things at night and all that. So he's not, this guy would be a hard man to rattle. And a good few years ago, he was, he was just at his home, just in the countryside, coming come, come to the late afternoon, nighttime, and he heard a cry, a loud howl as he described it. So he went outside to check it out, obviously thinking it was maybe just a cat or a sheep or something. Went outside, couldn't see anything, but he heard the sound move from one side of his house to the back of his house. And it just kept going. He checked around, he had a look, he kept looking at different places of the houses, couldn't see a thing. But constantly, for a full quarter of an hour, heard this shriek, this howl. Now, from experience, as I said, he knew it wasn't an animal. And again, a full quarter of an hour before it stopped. But when it did stop, he went to bed, all was good, fell asleep. Again, this guy's a farmer, he's used to working hard hours, and being Irish, there was probably drink involved. I don't mean to make that aspersion, but let's be (laughs) honest about this. But, slept through the night, woke up the next day, and everything seemed fine until he got the news that not one, but both of his neighbours, a father and a daughter, who lived just a quarter of a mile up the road, both of them had died that night. Holy shit, no way. Jesus. Now, what's oh. important about that story is that they say when the banshee makes like a louder noise or maybe a longer, shriller shriek, that somebody very, very famous or very kind of important within the populace is dead. So the fact that it went on for 15 minutes straight is what they call a double banshee, which means that it's going to be like maybe twice as bad. And again, 15 minutes Two people, not just a father, but a father and his daughter, both of them have died. Now, as I said, Cork people know what they're talking about. They're intelligent people. This guy was a farmer. How else? What do you guys think of this? What, 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 what is your thoughts? My, my first thought is that I didn't know that it was like a signifying thing. I, in, in my mind, when I you know imagine the Banshee, I almost imagine it that it's just some kind of spectral ghost yeah, or it's, it's just, just a legend. ghost in tattered yeah. clothing that floats about yeah i didn't know it was to like it would signify things happening i didn't know it was like oh if you hear you know like the uh the horn on top of the wall in game of thrones there's one horn blast it means one thing if there's two it means something else like that's really really interesting i didn't know that i'm trying not to make a joke about willy good and horn blast in the same conversation <laughs> feel, well, feel free i mean yeah let's just leave that where it is <laughs> well actually the thing about the banshee is that the whole purpose of the Banshee is to be a signifier. So there was a group oh. of families in, in ye old Ireland that essentially were sought out by the Banshee. So what would happen is that if it was one of these families or for somebody particularly close to you, the Banshee would actually wrap her fingers on your window or on your door before wailing. So you know specifically that somebody close to you would die. So if you just heard the screaming and the wailing, oh. okay, maybe somebody is going to die, but you might know who. But specifically, if they're wrapped on your door and then wailed, well, that means somebody close to you would die. Wow, I that's feel like so weird. it's just like a language barrier. So the bunch is like, yeah. Psst, "Hey," and then it's just like, "What do you have to say?" And in their thing, it's like, "I'm really sorry, but um, your dog's <laughs> gonna pass away." That's like what? in the background, <laughs> like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandma Mary's dead. 
like a dialect thing. Yeah, fuck. No way. That's really cool though. And I'm sorry to my neighbors and anyone else in my house. <laughs> but see, my immediate reaction is always like, well, maybe that 15 minutes is somebody like wailing for help for 15 minutes. And you're like, oh, better not go out there and a banshee will get me where it's actually like, they're yeah. going outside and help for God's sake. That person is choking <laughs> on like- In uh, quicksand yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the, the Irish, the Irish quicksand. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Ireland, famous for its quicksand, I'm yeah, sure. Definitely. It's, it's that really fast quicksand as well. <laughs> I don't know if this is a joke anymore. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I want to, and just to, to, to kind of then recontextualize this whole banshee thing into why it's kind of local. As I said, I'm, I'm, I'm from a place called Leash, and there is a, a mm-hmm. castle just down the road from me called Ducats Grove. And it's a very, very, very famous uh, area for people to go and visit and stuff. And it was even on a American, like one of those haunting programs where they try and come and like, see if they can find any paranormal activity and invariably don't, because let's be honest, it's not going to happen, but <laughs> it is well, well, well known. And it's, it's also very romantic apparently, which I kind of find to be a bit of a, bit of a contradiction in terms of how one thing, yeah. but yeah, but this is pretty, it says it all, really. It's kind of pretty clear. Also, there's another, yet another funny Irish name for something which you may laugh at, <laughs> which seems to be the... I'm sure we will. <laughs> so, in 1830, uh, the owner of the castle, William Duckett, transformed like a kind of two-story house into this uh, a crazy kind of like archways, regal archways, grotesques and all this, which I just love that name. What is that? It's a grotesque. Ugh, ugh. I mean, it is grotesque, yeah. I guess. But, you know, <laughs> there you go. So... This guy who owned the house, who owned the castle, was going out with a girl. So he was married, but he was having an affair with a young girl. Okay, right. which is obviously not, not a great thing. But what happened was that while this woman who he was having an affair with was on the estate, she fell from her horse and died. Oh shit, how do you explain that? You know, I mean, there's some like horseplay and stuff like that, but this is probably not a, not a great Literally. thing to have, to have happen. Stop like, it, Ross. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. No, carry on. Yeah. These are great. No more horsing around, Ross. Okay, come on. Oh! <laughs> but, but the mother obviously found out that her daughter had died and what was going on. So she cast a spell, okay? So it's a curse. Okay. And the curse is called... A pishog. <laughs> a what? <laughs> That's yes, you heard right. A pishog. Uh, I, a pishog. I, yeah, P I S E O F O D G. Not to be mistaken with a piss up, which is something drastically different in Ireland. Yes. Yeah. Much more right. fun. <laughs> but well, probably both result in the same thing if I'm going to be honest. But anyway, anyway. So yeah, <laughs> this woman cast a curse, which brought the banshee to come about, and this specific one was about bringing debt, despair, and financial ruin on the building itself. Now, lots okay. of people have heard the banshee shrieking throughout the ruins for specifically, in one instant, two days and two nights. Oh, okay. Yeah, anybody who heard it... How many people died that time? A fucking village. Well, well, that's what I was about to say, that the people who heard it, uh, all of them suffered family tragedies, fatalities. There's, there's incidences, recorded incidences, of women dropping dead in the grounds. A garden worker heard the banshee cry and then found his mother dead the next morning. 
Wow, oh, okay. Christ. Yeah, this is actually like, I mean, I'm kind of reading this and again, I have a scream mask guy behind me and I'm like, I, I might turn him <laughs> around so he's not looking at me as I do this because yeah. this, is, this is not great. But there's disembodied vices, floating balls of light, spectral shadows. Every bit of this has been found and recorded around the house. In fact, and oh, this is wow. where like lots of films maybe took inspiration from this, is that there's even an apparition of William Duckett himself riding a horse around his estate. Oh, that's cool. I like that. But the, the craziest thing in this story, in 1933, the whole thing, well, not, not completely burnt down, but there was a catastrophic fire which destroyed the castle. Wow. That must have been insane to see. Was there ever, ever any... Was, did they ever find out why the fire started? Um, not that I saw, but I'm assuming the Banshee was like, I don't know, knocking two stones together or something when nobody was looking. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> the Banshee was like, this wailing thing isn't very working very fast. Financial ruin mm. takes a while. Have you ever heard the Banshee? Have you ever heard the call of the Banshee? No, no, no never. It's, it's not something we get over here. I've never heard a recording of it or anything. Are, are there any recorded things of it? The thing is, if there was a recording, would people listen to it? Because is it a case of once you hear it, that means somebody's going to die? Or is it somebody's going to die and you know because you hear it? I mean, do people want to take that risk? Oh, okay. I feel like yeah, it'd be a proximity thing, right? So if you were nearby the Banshee when it was doing it, it's more she's doing it directly at you. Not like <laughs> not like a ring recording thing it and where you watch back. the video and you die <laughs> directly yeah. at you. <laughs> just like somebody walking up with like a mobile phone. Just give me one second. I just want to. I just want to get this. <laughs> Trying to work out WhatsApp when you push that recording button. Like yeah. just, just one second. One second. <laughs> she's, she's just there, just like uh, this is actually just for you. Uh, I'm just like, all right, fucking calm down. <laughs> Fine. I mean, someone sees her in the street and it's like, oh my god, are you the banshee? And they're like, wait, wait, wait can you do the, do the cry to my dad? He'd love to hear it. You know, like like he's a celebrity. <laughs> He'd love to hear it. He's dead now. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I always think of like a nightclub whenever I hear the name and like somebody just with maybe like trying to block somebody from coming in. It, 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 banshee, oh, her specifically. No, no, no. I mean the, the banshee. So you want me to block her? No, no, no. You're not listening you to, to me. Take her out. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, i've listened to a few other podcasts where they've had irish hosts and they've mentioned that they learn about how to stop the banshee in school and they're like my age so like they were still teaching this to people in like the 90s is it is, did you learn about it as well Rob? Uh, I, I most certainly did not but i'm very intrigued to hear some of these methods of how to stop the banshee if you could if you can remember Apparently, offhand. yeah the, the I think there was only one way to stop the banshee, and it's if shotgun. You know, it's near you. I should mean a shotgun might work. Yeah, you've got to find uh, a ban he and get Ah, distractor. Yeah, there you go. Excellent. Sorry. That was awful. <laughs> no, you have to get a bucket of blood apparently and throw it over her. That just sounds like it's going to start a carry situation. I know, but when do you that do makes it carries worse. around a bucket of blood? It's not like I've got one at my desk right here and I'm just like, stick it on the oh, table. I fucking, I left my bucket of blood in my other car. Shit. Yeah. Oh, it's gone all over the seat. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like that's like if a bear is attacking you, it was like, well, throw a bucket of blood in them. You're like, I don't think that's going to help the situation. In fact, it might enrage the bear more and enrage said Banshee even a little bit too. So I'm not so sure I'm, I'm going to try this. You are right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things would probably run away if you threw blood on them, to be fair. Yeah, you know, look up how to stop a banshee. I, I know, I know how to stop a spirit at a wake. So how to basically help a spirit escape from the body and escape from the room. Another old Irish, Irish uh, myth. If you want me to tell you, 
Yeah, go yeah. for it. So basically, uh, obviously wakes are very, very big in, in Ireland. So people stay with the body all night long and stuff like that. So it's not done as common anymore, but it is it is still done in, in certain places. But the little things like opening the window. So obviously the spirit can make its way out. But one of the big ones... Like a fly. Like, like a yeah. fly. It's just, just dinking into the, the window. Glass. Oh God, <laughs> switch off the AC. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so that magazine. I need to whap it out. <laughs> it's like that scene in Aliens. It's in the goddamn vents. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's your dad you're talking about. Oh, sorry, 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 dad. <laughs> but with all due respect, get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. He did always say he wanted me to clean those vents. But um, <laughs> I'm just fine. He died as he lived, like a fly. Yeah. Uh. yeah. You seem very angry at, your, at, at your, the funeral here. I, I'm just venting. But anyway, sorry, I, I will. I will. <laughs> But but the main way to do it, the main way to do it was if you were in a room and there's a mirror in the room, you have to cover the mirror with like a shawl or a towel or something. Because if the spirit wakes up, looks at itself in the mirror, it'll get confused and it won't know what to do. So you have to hide the spirit's image from itself. Oh, right. Okay. We're a superstitious mm. lot, us, us, us Irish people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I found a way. I found a way to stop a banshee. So you can hurt them. With gold weapons, apparently. <laughs> it's like a pickup in a video game. <laughs> yeah, let's just say, yeah. It's, yeah, a, a weapon of pure gold can kill a banshee. Just being slashed with a gold weapon will, however, hurt it. A banshee can be banished by a basic spell, but it will not necessarily kill it. However, you can trap it with a, a Celtic blood trapping spell, which you have to draw two different Celtic symbols. I won't go over the symbols because they're quite... Uh, hard to describe really and a target in the middle of the two on the either side of the room so you're you're basically creating a snare out of symbols and i think as the banshee comes through over the target you have to slap a bloody palm onto one of the sigils which then pulls the banshee up against the other one and it traps it against it immobilized and powerless and then it just stays there forever oh then it's when you stab it with your golden dagger i think I'm or just going to have to leave two got. weeks because I'm waiting to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many golden ingots it takes to craft a dagger? Oh, man. I do feel an old medieval-style Irish ghostbuster is coming up with this, like, don't look directly into the pentagram, Ray. I looked into the pentagram. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that'd be well good. Don't cross the golden daggers, Ray. <laughs> yeah. Is a banshee different than a siren then, Ross? So that that that's an interesting question. I think a siren is just a, a wailing spirit, whereas a, a banshee, I think even a siren tries to lure you in, which is a banshee specifically just actually informs you of an, of an oncoming debt. And it, it was really okay. interesting because two things. Firstly, I mean, in, in the words of, of Peter Venkman, uh, you know, call it, call it fate, mm -hmm. call it luck, call it karma. But I think I was destined to talk about uh, the Banshee today because when I was talking to you, to you guys about oh, what maybe what story to bring on, the, the Tato Crisp Company in Ireland announced the revival of, of an old brand of crisp called Banshee Bones that were huge in Ireland no when I was a way. kid. And this Halloween, for the first time, they're back. And I was like, if that oh, is wow. not, if that is not signposting me, to do about the banshee yeah, i don't know careful. what is that is uh yeah you've been marked marked by the banshee i think the banshee crisp are they a good flavor what flavor are they i, I think they're like pickled onion or something do you guys have meanies over there 
No, we have Monster Munch. They do pickled onion. Uh, yeah, uh, and the alien head ones, they're pretty good. I think they're much of a muchness. Yeah, because there's Monster yeah. Munch and then there's Mighty Munch, which I'm, I think are the same things. So I think it's just one of those, they're just an off an off brand of them. Oh, uh, like. okay. They, they've got an amazing branding thing there where the advert could be like the person opening the bag and there's just a banshee scream and it like blows <laughs> their hair back and they close yeah. it. It's like, huh. And then there's your advert for the crisps. It's like, we yeah. bought them back. Flavors that strong, they'll kill your family. <laughs> <laughs> How did it sound? Crisp, crisp. Hey. Oh, nice. Okay. Everybody gets two. That one was quite good. My, oh. my my second one that I was going to say there, because you asked specifically about is a siren the same thing as a banshee. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever read X Men or ever seen the old nineties uh, X Men cartoon series, oh yeah, yeah. There's an Irish mutant called Banshee. There is, and his daughter is called Siren. Oh wow! Look at that. Look. No way. That's really cool. Yeah. This episode's all coming together. Yeah, I'm not like going to say it. I'm not. I, I, I knew you were, you were baiting me into it, but I'm not going to say it. It's almost like we we've got you onto the show, and you're doing references of some kind. Yes. Nice. What is going on? Nice. I mean, I have a kazoo here, and it doesn't work. Because if it did, I'd make a noise there that would have found. It sounded very humorous, but again, it doesn't work. So. <laughs> It doesn't oh. work. Listen, your guess is as good as mine. I, I, I had it for ages. It worked perfectly. I got it out today and it's just, it's not a thing. I mean, that's not but good you, sound there for a podcast. The kazoo. <laughs> you, you make the noise in your mouth with a kazoo. So it's your mouth that's not working, not the thing. Oh gosh. The no- it's, still got, it's still got a little thing in it that makes the noise. You know, if you just blow into a kazoo, it doesn't make a sound. It has the little gate thing in it, though. It's got a little reed, yeah, but you have to go like to make it like reverberate. I, I don't know. I've been put on the spot here, and now I seem embarrassed yet we're again. Get, <laughs> we're getting off track about a kazoo. Let's uh, get back into the weird stuff. So, banshees, sexy. <laughs> I mean, look, there, there's obviously going to be the the immature joke about wailing and screaming for 15 minutes of course and Willie yep. Good come on it's 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 like a setup yep. for itself here but uh, <laughs> but because I'm Irish it's all self-depreciation humour so I can't say that you know <laughs> yeah yeah I get you I get you okay I'm googling are banshees sexy do it let us know what you find I did send you a, a quick video from the film yeah. an Irish film called Darby O'Gill and the Little People and usually because even in that film it's obviously uh, very much hag-like and they do come across as very much hag-like in their descriptions so I can't imagine you're like ah, oh, there's, a, there's okay. a banshee at my, my, my door do you want to uh, do you want to come in for a cup on tea and some uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh, I think sirens like are not. the ones that are supposed to be right because sirens like luring sailors right on the on the rocks or something. I think that's what yes, a siren does. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. No, it looks like you've got Sylvanus from World of Warcraft. You've got Banshee from X-Men and you've got Banshees from Warhammer. So no, looks okay. like they're not sexy. Well, hold on a not second. Sexy. You heard it here first. Do, 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 you, do you find, do you find the, the slick covenant uh, uh, car thingy from Halo, the Banshee, do you find that sexy? It's oh, got some nice curves. It does, I like yeah. I like that Whoa. purple glittery finish. I didn't realize that one of the banshees from the Warhammer things is like covering her boobs with her hands. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was scrolling through like, wait a minute. It's the modest Irish, of course. You know what I mean? Cover yourself yeah, up, love. <laughs> like you're a hag who's coming to kill war. someone. Just cover yourself up there. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I, I can't say. I'm trying to think if there's other... I expected... I, I guess a lot of things are named after banshees. Mm-hmm. But I expected Google Images to show me like something like a wraith. You know what I mean? Yeah, with like yeah, the hood, like a ghost the... with floaty hair, almost. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, like they're underwater kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I kind of imagined. No, well, no, I've just Googled banshees now and none of them are, none of them are really lookers, shall we say. Yeah. Okay, never mind. They can keep to their spirit realms. I mean, again, yeah, it, it, it was Ireland back in the day. I'm, I'm pretty sure there probably wasn't many uh, attractive looking banshees scoping around <laughs> the area. <laughs> Knocking about. <laughs> uh, Ross, I want to know if you were going to try and catch a banshee. How would you do? How would you try? Would you use a spell, or have you got something else planned? Well, judging by the title method, clearly I need to get a, a foil kind of bag <laughs> to maybe trap one in. But but realistically, yeah. if I was going to try and capture a banshee, it's Ireland. I'd I'd probably head to a pub. I'd get some Guinness, have some tea brewing. Uh, I would have some stories and some songs. I'd bring my tin whistle. I'd I'd play like the Ghostbusters nice. team tune on the tin whistle. Maybe that might. <laughs> I in this scenario would be the siren luring luring the, the banshee into me. Ah, yeah, very good. You know, the the sirenist has become the sirene. Exactly, <laughs> like a reverse game of Among Us. I would be the one <laughs> trying oh, to yes. get into the banshee group. I wonder if you can count a banshee a banshee. So you're just like, you just like, scream back. your family's going to die. And you're like, I'll fucking show you. Yeah, yeah. You you're going to die. You scream back. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> I see a very... She's putting go- her fingers in her <laughs> My ghost mum. No. Yeah, I see a very unruly child being very good at this. Just being like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, That'd be it. That's a good point, Jordan. You just brought something up. You just said it's ghost mum. Where yeah. do banshees come from? Were they people before that turned into spirits? Where do they or come they, is from? Just a where do they go? Uh, yeah, where do they banshee Cotton Eye Joe? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why, where did they banshee Cotton Eye Joe? That, <laughs> how did how did you go there? I don't know. <laughs> where did come from? Where did you go? No, as in, how did you end up at like Banshee Eye Joe or whatever you said? I have no idea. But yeah, do, how Yo do they Joe. start? Like. <laughs> How, uh, I'm going to have to look this up. Where, where do banshees come from? How are they created? So I don't know how the, the banshee creation process or the birds and the bees for the banshees, shall we say. But uh, the birds and the banshees. Birds and the banshees. Oh, we got there at the Yay. same time. Excellent. <laughs> I like it. We got there at the, at the same time. That's all you can ask <laughs> That's, for. Yeah. <laughs> we were both waiting for 15 minutes and then we got there at the same time. Um, <laughs> but I know there was, a, there was a queen of banshees and there was, a, I think it's 25 different banshees that she had, like banshee daughters that she had. But again, I'm not, I'm oh. not, I'm not inclined to ask a banshee how she went about this process of, of creating new banshees or who was the even if there was a, 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 a father figure in this banshee cycle. So I'm right, Googling okay. banshee queen. Yeah. I've, ju- I've just found a little bit of information about it. So it says that she's typically an old witch and they're considered, like you said, a harbinger of death and doom. She is known in Ireland by many names, hag of the mist, little washerwoman and hag of the black head. Apparently she was a fairy woman, a spirit linked to the realm of the dead. The name hmm. Banshee is derived from woman of the fairy mound. Her name is connected to the various mounds. Sorry. Sorry. She bumped it. Stop saying mound. Mound. She bumped it. Ah, oh, my mound. The various mounds of earth dotted around the Irish countryside known as Tumuli, T-U-M-U-L-I. Uh, which had traditionally covered a grave or a number of graves and were said to be the home to the spirits of the dead. So I'm guessing that sh- they were people at one point. Hmm. I mean, I mean, maybe, but this is actually a great time for me to hit back on that question that I asked you guys earlier. So do you guys have the tree? Oh, yeah. Do you have the tree things you thought of in, in relation I to do. Halloween? Yes. All right. Yes. So I'm going to guess, I'm going to throw this out there, that at least 
ooh, so that'd be three out of six. That's 50%. I mean, maybe at the same ones, which would help me a lot. But if we, at least 50% <laughs> of these things, of the Halloween things you most associate with Halloween are from Ireland. Okay. So I'm from Irish okay. tradition. So um, do you just want to, do, do you mean, do you guys want to go all three at a time? And then, so whatever way you want to do it yourselves, but these want to uh, give let's your- Let's say the first one first, Jordan. So on three, and we'll go on three as you like to do. Ta. Now, so, shall we just go back and forth? Just because I don't know if I've done this right and I might need to amend my okay, answer, like right. my wording. My, my first one is pumpkin. Excellent. Or jack-o'-lantern. Excellent. Uh, what about you, Jordan? What's your first one? Uh, Mine's like orange leaves, it's like fall leaves. Okay, all right. You were thinking awesome. I actually did think about that one, but then I was thinking what's like the tradition things. My second one is sweets or candy. Mine's Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, oh excellent choice. Well, that was excellent an- choice, sir. <laughs> Very good film, but not Irish. Well, well, yeah, well that's I, know, that- I never said it was going to be Irish. Yeah, that, that's hurting my uh, ideas slightly, but no, no, it's okay. I'm, that's yeah. three out of four so far. Uh, and my third one is spirits, and you can take that as either whiskey or ghosts. <laughs> Mine's Michael Myers. <laughs> right, okay. So literally Halloween. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get you. Well, okay then, that's okay, excellent. So that's, uh, I believe that's four out of six. So this experiment oh, nice. has been correct. So pumpkins, right? Kind of people always associate mm-hmm. pumpkins with Halloween. Do you know why and where the pumpkin stuff came from? No, I, I know no. that it wasn't originally pumpkins, right? Yes. Do you know what it was? Oh, it was turnips. Yes, excellent. Because they place. have like, I've seen the pictures and it's like horrifying. I've never seen a picture. I'm gonna have La- to mate, I'll get a picture. It's the spookiest shit you've ever oh, seen. They're absolutely terrifying. I was kind of hoping that nobody would get the turnip thing because then I could say that was, a, that was a turnip for oh the books. Oh my God, it actually looks like a hey. fucking little demon. It, <laughs> it looks like a demon. Put it That's in the Discord. Even- that is way scarier. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to ruin your fun there. No, no. Oh, no. Uh, listen, I'm it, sorry. It's it just because I wanted to use the pun turn up for the books, but that's 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 All okay. Right, that's fine. But basic. <laughs> so basically, the story behind turnips and how they became pumpkins. So uh, there was a the, the legend goes that there was a guy called Jack, an Irish man, and he basically palled around mm-hmm. and colluded with the devil. So when he went to go to heaven, when he died, he was obviously turned away. So he went down to hell, and Satan was like, "Get away from me." you're going to roam the earth for the rest of your life. And he said, right, Satan, can I have some light to guide me? And he gave him a piece of burning hot coal. And the only place he could transport this piece of burning hot coal was in a hollowed out turnip that he had, which of course was plentiful in Ireland. And eventually when kind of like Irish people started emigrating in droves over to America, because you couldn't get turnips as readily available over there, people could get pumpkins. So they carved pumpkins instead and used them as Jack from that's Jack, Jack O'Lantern. No way. Right. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So when uh, you guys right, said I've that, shared that image in the episode of notes on the discord chat, so any, any listeners image. who want to see it, there is a horrendous, it's got human teeth. I think it looks like it. It's also, I might do a turnip this year instead. Oh, it, I've got some pumpkins, but I might do one. They're immeasurably harder to carve. That's what that's. I bet they what are. I they're very say. solid. Um, you also said the colour orange by the leaves and stuff like that, because it's it's the end of, of autumn, right? And that's yes. to do with as well. So Halloween is Iha Sauna in Irish, which is a festival to mark the end of the summer. And basically they lit a big bonfire to ward away any spirits. So orange became associated with Halloween and with, of course, the end of summer. So there's, oh, wow. there's orange. 
Oh, I didn't know you did. You guys did a bonfire like that as well. Like mm-hmm. we have bonfire night here. Yeah, it was to ward away, ward away spirits. And that even extends into fancy dress because people used to wear like like animal furs and like animal skins because thinking that when the spirits came down, the spirits would see them and go, oh, you're also, again, like a reverse among us. They'd be like, oh, you guys are also spirits. We're going to leave you alone. Oh, okay. Mm. Sup, my spirit. How's it going? <laughs> Sup. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sup, my spirit. Are you offering me a drink? <laughs> That's what <laughs> sounded sup like. Sup, my spirits. Yeah. It sounds like a weirdly weird insult. Well, well, you can go sup my spirits. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. But that, so that kind of covers spirits, I guess. Um, the other one you said yeah. was sweets. So because yeah. Ireland was always, uh, had a very like kind of poor, a, a lot of poor, poor uh, people, I guess. What they used to do was they used to go around essentially trick or treating to like the, the like local landlords and stuff like that, asking for sweets and asking for money that they could then celebrate Halloween with, which is of course where trick or treating comes from. So that literally comes from Ireland as well, trick or treat. Yep. So I'm taking oh. most of them. Uh, the night before Christmas and uh, Mike Myers. I mean, I can't I can't claim either of those things in in the favour of Irishness. <laughs> is the last name Myers Irish? I mean, Michael. Michael's a, 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 a somewhat Michael Irish is, name. Yeah. I like how Harrison before was like, yeah, Jordan, you're the more normal out of the two of us when we were talking about something. Uh, it's like out of the Halloween thing, I got one out of three normal things. Yeah, exactly. See, you're the most normal. Oh no, yours were the most normal. Yeah, I know I was this time. I, I love your range that went from leaves, beautiful autumnal leaves, Nightmare Before Christmas and Mike Myers. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Covering the bases. But yeah, so basically what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to say that 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 Halloween is very, very much a, a, an all Irish, an Irish kind of, because obviously it's a pagan ritual from Irish in the past and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't think I don't think Ireland gets a lot of credit for it, but it's interesting to look back and see just how many kind of stories and legends and myths and all that, that there actually is integrated with Halloween and kind of Irishness that I didn't even really, really know myself until until my parents were like, oh, well. Let us sit you down and talk to you about putting gowns over mirrors when you're in a room with a dead person. <laughs> <laughs> At least they give you some explanation instead of just like someone dies and they're just like, put this over the mirror. You're like, why? They're just, just fucking do it. All right. Like, okay. I mean, again, it's Ireland. <laughs> Repression was our thing. So basically every mirror already had <laughs> a kind of gown over it. So should we get into our next story? I, uh, I think... Jordan, do you want to go first with yours? Just because yours is a lot longer than mine and we're already at 40 minutes. Uh, yes. Wow, that's God, that's flown by. I know, it's been a fucking... Time flies and you're having fun. Educational. Surprisingly, with Has being basically a conduit to all things supernatural and overall downright spooky, <laughs> um, the northwest of England is surprisingly one of the least mythical regions in the whole of the UK. Yeah. Which that may surprise you after talking to us. However, I do have a story about my hometown and the surrounding area um, about a rather prolific sorcerer that certain wizards we know might actually be aware of. Yeah. So can you guys think of any famous magicians? Uh, You go first, Russ. I've got to try out Merlin. (laughs) Right, good. I I was was hoping you would be like, David Blaine? (laughs) Some shit like (laughs) that. David Copperfield. Dynamo? Yeah. (laughs) Dynamo, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, so this isn't necessarily a spooky one, but it's more of a bit of a weird one. So are you guys ready to hear a little bit about Macclesfield and the surrounding area? I mean, I love weird, so yes, very, very much so. Awesome. So, legend has it that a farmer from Mobley 
which again is from near where I live. That's, um, was that's taking... the next. That I can walk there from my house. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, so he was going from Mobley, taking a milk white mare to sell at the market in Macclesfield. Walking along Alderley Edge, he reached a spot which was locally known as the Thieves Hole, which yeah, nice. <laughs> um, where an old man clad in grey and with a flowing garment stopped him. And the old man offered the farmer some cold hard cash for his horse, but the farmer refused. He thought he'd get a better price down to market. Down to market. Nice. So the old man told the farmer that it would be at the spot again that evening when the farmer returned if he'd not managed to sell the horse. So the farmer failed to sell the horse and making his way back along the edge, at the same point the old man appeared again and he repeated the offer which this time was accepted because he struggled to sell the old horse. I don't even know if it's an old horse, I'm just saying old. So from there, the old man began to follow the... <laughs> oh, wait, I fucked that up. The old man <laughs> told the farmer to follow him with the horse. And as they approached an area just past Stormy Point, the old man held out a wand and uttered a spell opening the rock revealing a pair of huge iron gates which the wizard as he was opened so assuring that no harm was going to come to the farmer the wizard let him go in and the farmer followed along the farmer saw countless men and white horses all asleep in a recess there was a chest from which the wizard took out the payment for the horse and which he gave to the farmer the farmer who would obviously have been a bit surprised by what had just gone on, asked what all of this meant. And the wizard explained that all of these sleeping warriors were ready to awake and fight should England fall into danger. And then he ordered the farmer to leave and return home. So awesome the reason this. from what I hear about that is that the one of the knights was missing a white horse. That's right, yeah. So he's like, let him in. He's just like, okay. And then I'd like to think when the farm wasn't looking, he was just like, I don't, no, I don't like to think this happened. But what I'm assuming was just like, he got a hammer and was like, dunk and just knocked out. <laughs> and, and he's like, sleep. Take, 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 yeah. Sleepus McYeetus. And he throws a hammer at it. <laughs> That that story sounded like like the weirdest flex from a wizard I've ever seen. Like, hey, do you wanna do you wanna I'll buy your horse? Oh, come with me, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't mind those guys. They're just ready to get up and defend England whenever we need it. Sleeping warriors. It's <laughs> like, all right, Ha-ha, don't worry about that. Here's like fifty quid. Yeah. Like, go buy yourself a new house or something. Also, Stormy Point isn't that the, the person who was involved with Donald Trump, or is that my? <laughs> <laughs> she, I've heard she has Stormy Peaks. Nice. Uh, but, Stormy, Stormy Daniels. Also, yeah. Thieves, Thieves Hole. I'm not so sure I'd be going down that area myself too much, but uh, yeah. 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 Uh, There's actually, you can go on the walk around Oldley Edge to where can, like, yeah. the, the stones are. I've been there recently. It's really yeah, nice. Yeah, same. It's a really nice water. So it's like, the, the, the place that's actually called the edge is it's basically a cliff isn't it jordan and it looks over the whole of cheshire it's like the highest point but it literally is like a rock cliff just stuck out it's really strange and yeah. there are there's three wizard fountains aren't there oh yes there are like a little waterfall yeah have you have you got that in your notes because if not i'll talk about that uh kind of there's a bit more detail so there's actually several versions of the legend so yeah. it appeared in print when a letter sent by someone using the pseudonym A Perambulator, which sounds like <laughs> a 
It sounds like Pertubator. You know, the it guy does, who made yeah. some music for Hotline Miami. Oh, excellent. That guy's excellent. I love those. I love those songs. Yeah, it's great. Oh, man. I Seen went to live. see Carpenter Brute live. Oh, my God. I love Carpenter that, Brute. You saw him live. That's excellent. Yeah. I took my Hotline Miami jacket with me as well. Damn. I thought I was wearing a Time Cop 1983 t-shirt at the moment, but I'm not. But anyway, go on. Also, uh, I, <laughs> I would trust that if a guy with the name is a, a para... Perambulator. Perambulator. I, mean, I would trust that guy no matter what he said to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll believe you. <laughs> you wow, your legit. name sounds like a science experiment. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you must be a wizard. So, don't ask <laughs> what the A stands for, though. Yeah. Oh, no, God, no. Ask Perambulator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't trust you anymore. I'm not, <laughs> You're right, Harrison. Uh, yeah, sorry, that really got me. <laughs> Ars perambulator uh, was found around uh, Teeth's Hall last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were no survivors. <laughs> Walking with a white horse. <laughs> there no, was, was no survivors. <laughs> <laughs> there was sorry. said to be a wizard involved. <laughs> this sounds like the wizards from the wizardverse. I'm sorry. We, we, we heard him shout something like, I'll split you in two. Apparently he was talking <laughs> about twain. the rock face. Oh, Jesus yeah. God. I know. Do you oh, regret coming on, on yet? Not at all. That, yeah. that, that's some hard rock face there, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so A Perambulator. This was published in the Manchester Mail in 1805. A Perambulator wrote in his letter that the story had been related to him by an old servant of the Stanley family of Alderley. And it used to be told by Parson Shrigley, former clerk and curate of Alderley, uh, who was in post from 1753 until his death in 1776 and is buried in Alderley Church. It subsequently appeared in an expanded form in a tourist pamphlet in both prose and verse forms. Uh, the former was under the title of The Cheshire Enchanter and the latter The Legend of the Iron Gates. Several versions include parts of prophecies made by Robert Nixon in the wizard's explanation to the farmer, such as there will come a day when these men and their horses awaken from their enchanted slumber, will descend into the plains, decide the fate of a great battle and save their country. This shall be when George, the son of George, shall reign. And then some later variations, such as a poem by James Roscoe, uh, say that the wizard was Merlin and the Sleeping Knights were King Arthur and his army. That's really cool, man. Like, that's a really cool legend. And we are, uh, isn't our next king going to be King George as well? So if his son is called George, it'll Damn, be like son. Cyberpunk 2077. And then like loads of knights will ride out on horses like, we can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Also, they have you said horses now. <laughs> what the fuck? When you said Robert Nixon, I imagined Richard Nixon. Nice. I used to work with a guy called Robert Nixon, so really? I thought of him. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a crook, and there is a wizard with sleeping horses. <laughs> yes, yeah. I did not go to Teeth's Hole that night. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Perambulator. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Perambulator, uh, it's an anagram for Richard Nixon is alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that is oh, actually man. really cool, because like, it's a nice... There's no kind of sinister tones or, well, you know, not too sinister. And there's no kind of, it's not about debt or related to debt or anything. It's just a kind of a cool, like, ooh, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Like walking in on yeah, a situation. Like a nice that you're like, bit oh. of folklore. Yeah. Nothing yeah. like too heavy. But there's also a number of similar British legends which closely resemble the old Lee one. So, uh, though, since they're all founded in oral tradition, it's not really possible to know which came first. It's just like, obviously, which is better known. So us being mm -hmm. in this area, we know this one better. Hmm. 
Um, so set in the Eldon Hills in Scotland and narrated by Sir Walter Scott, the old man is named as Thomas of, I don't even know how to say that, Ursel Duna, yeah. Ursel Dune. And the horses are black. Once in the cave, the old man asks the farmer to choose between a sword and a horn. Uh, there's going to be a joke there. Someone take yep. it. <laughs> hey, you want a sword or the horn? <laughs> I'm being very I'll good. I'm being very good today. I'm, I have to say, I am on my absolute best behavior. <laughs> there we go. That's that's very kind of you, Ross. Thank you very yeah. much. Not to toot my own so, horn. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> now that's the worst setup you've ever heard for a joke in your life. Yeah, I'm going to add that's, like a little I, horn sound there. Like... <laughs> do you know? Do you know? They just found out recently that apparently Tyrannosaurus rexes actually made like a like a kind of a horn slash honking sound as opposed to roars. Anyway, that's completely aside the point. But go on. What really? So yeah, this just came out. I was reading it on some website. Uh, that's real not, lame. Is that going to be like the whole like little do hold like do do kind of horn? <laughs> oh, Someone needs to redo the Jurassic Park scenes with that. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Like is it like a goose is like honk? <laughs> yeah. He's basically the goose from <laughs> fucking the goose game. The untitled goose, goose game. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just going to so, like, sorry, you were just saying about the legend. I have no, to, sorry. Is it is this because it's just I I don't know, I just love I don't know, it's a really cool like a because it's oral history, it almost like it's just like happenstance of this person just came across this amazing thing. Like it's really cool that it's not like and then the next day he well, I hope it's not going to go to this like you know, the next day him and his entire family wound up dead or something, you know? It's like, oh <laughs> but it's it just seems nice and, oh God, here it comes. Uh oh. Here it comes. No, it's not, don't worry. <laughs> Once in the cave, the old man asks the farmer to choose between a sword and a horn. The farmer chooses the horn and then immediately the horses all jump up and start like stamping their hooves on the ground. So the terrified farmer is expelled from the cave by a whirlwind and hears the words, woe is the coward that ever was born that did not draw the sword but blew the horn. Um, another very similar okay. one is made into a ballad called Sir Guy, the Seeker by Matthew Monk Lewis and is based on the legend of Dunstamber Castle. Uh, in his preface to Sir Guy the Seeker, Lewis pointed out the similarities to the oddly legend. But there's another one where it's like Merlin just told him like, hey, that room's full of like unheard of treasure. Just fucking grab as much as you can. Peace. And then just like leaves him. Just fucks off. Yeah, I've heard that one. I've heard it where he just says, just take the amount of gold that you see fit for the horse. And yeah, leave. I've and heard that one. He just fucks off. <laughs> well, like, take as much as you can carry. Later, boy. Yeah. I love that I, horse. I actually really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like the quote about the the sword and the horn as well. Yeah, like what what does it say? Uh, it says uh, I'll read it out again. It. Whoever took the sword so, and not the horn is like, yeah. It's very you reread it very <laughs> very orately. Is that the word or like a like a proper orator? There, I was I was like sitting here with my 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 two hands under my chin. I was like just all aboard that. Yeah, same. <laughs> Woe is the coward that ever was born that did not draw the sword but blew the horn. <laughs> That's like you shouldn't or you if you see something bad news, you need to get up and act. That's like you need to act. I think it, I don't think it's that. I think the wizard was just like, hey dude, do you want the sword or the horn? And he was like, I guess I'll take the horn, I suppose. <laughs> Prick. He's like, you he's like, it, might be, it might be worth more. And then <laughs> He just like he's just like how fucking dare you? He's like right, mate. You didn't tell me there was a fucking like thing happening here. I just thought I get to pick one, and I, I'm not going to use a sword, am I? 
I'm a fucking. Fu- I'm a bloke selling a horse, man. I don't know what you the fuck I'm doing. You imagine him like holding the sword and the horn in his hands, the wizard, and as he's like going to take the horn, he's like moving it away from his hand and pushing the sword more towards. Yeah. Ever so, sl- ever so slightly, yeah. like a weighing scales. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cold, cold. Which one do you want? I mean, you can choose whichever one you like, but you know, I'd probably go for the sword. Yeah, I mean, real men go War, for swords, man. am I right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like. He's like, nah, mate, I just want to take the fucking horn and get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? My mum gave me that horn. God! <laughs> I'm, I'm actually starting a nine-piece brass band and I, I was just missing a horn. Like, <laughs> kind of need it. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, but the sword, though, it's pretty cool. He's like, mate, I've got young kids running about. Can't be having a sword in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking about. He like, this will, though, this will shut them right up. Get them out of bed in the morning. It's going to be great. He like, yeah. lo- he loves the horn. He just, he loves the horn and he knows no one's going to take it because he always offers like something class, like a sword or whatever. So this guy's like, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the horn. Oh no, I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say it was a choice. You, you said, you just said that the sword or the horn. <laughs> no, no, I meant, I meant the sword or this piece of not lint the sword or not the horn <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah <laughs> it's like can i can i have like one of the knights then he's like no you can't have one of the fuck <sighs> he's just getting really exhausted like <laughs> exhausted yeah. with it. it it sounded like, like just take the fucking sword it sounded like when you said yeah the sword or the horn you meant the sword or i will scorn because that's what you're doing here <laughs> yeah this is a scorn of a deal hey all right i think that's my bit of the story done is it your yeah. turn, Harris? Or any thoughts on this, by the way? Uh, I'd, I'd like to push people towards reading the Weird Stone of Brisingamen. It's you can actually Excuse buy a novelization. What? It's a novelization about the story. Oh right. Yeah, uh, I've actually got a copy. It's apparently it's very similar to like how the Lord of the Rings is. It's like uh, that kind of fantasy thing. Uh, where there's this weird stone and they get hunted by a little goblin guy, I think. Is there a guy like called Gollum. Is there a guy called Shelder in it? Oh no, Don't sort know. of Bizingerman. Sorry, I'm thinking of something hey. else. <laughs> Sorry, that was awful. That was I, the I, worst thing I've ever lived through. I was going to make a Brazier <laughs> joke about 10 minutes ago, but I'm like, ugh, maybe not, Ross. But now maybe I should have. <laughs> no! <laughs> I think I might save my story for another spooky then, because we're, we're coming up on an hour now already. Uh, and then we've no got worries. to go on to the, the bonus episode, haven't we? We do. I feel yes. slightly bad that I rambled for quite so long about uh, Ireland's no, no, illustrious no, history with Halloween. no. Honestly, mate, that's uh, that's ideal. That's the reason exactly we're getting what people we on. And I got through the whole thing without saying "hello, scream." Ugh. But now you've ruined <laughs> yeah. it. I, I have, I have. But maybe it's probably, maybe it might be better to put in the bonus one or whatever. But I have like a a cool psychological trick thing to, for, to try that you guys could try. Not now, but just to try. But it's a bit of a cool story. But we can leave that till the bonus episode if you want. But I kind of want. Yeah, let's let's do that. Yeah, let's let's yeah, do that. Sounds good. In there as well. Perfect. Uh, so. Thank you for listening, guys. This has been a really, really fucking awesome episode about local legends. Thank you, know, Ross, so for coming on. Thank you so much. Th- thank you so, uh, so much for having me. This has been on. great fun. And you guys, I know I always say this and not to butter you up. And I mean, if, if you're really cool, you might just edit this part out. That's a joke, obviously. But you guys are, I, I love <laughs> you guys. Your episodes are incredible. You're probably thank the you. gold standard of podcasts. And I'm not just saying that because you invited me on, but honestly, it's <laughs> I, I think everybody in the kind of, you know, the indie podcast sphere and stuff like that. You, you guys, you're the gold standard. You're excellent. So keep it up. Just do what you guys do because you're hilarious. And the fact that you released 25, was it 25 episodes in Christmas? One a yeah. day. Insanity. <laughs> Insanity. It but at the was. same time, oh, excellent. So, so kind. Thank you so it much. Thank I'm like so smiling much, ear to ear. Thank you, man. 
Well, it's the truth. And oh, yeah. so sweet. Same goes for you guys. Really. You guys are fucking awesome as well. That's why we wanted to make you sure you guys are hilarious. You yeah, you're definitely one of the funniest podcasts we know out there. And I love that you you put the effort in to your episodes, and it it's really it really shows. It really really does. Like one thing about indie podcasts is when people are trying, and you can tell that they care. It makes everything so much better. And then obviously when we become friends and we all chat on Twitter and all in the different communities, it's just amazing. Like I absolutely love it. If if any of you guys out there listening haven't listened to I understood that reference yet, please do go follow him on Twitter. Leave us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Is it Amazon Music now is the new one as well? Uh, and so many Podchaser. changes at the minute yeah there is yeah there's loads of stuff out there so yeah is there anything you want to plug at the end Ross do you want to tell them all your, all your socials where they can find you oh god I was yet again I need Rob um, we're at Twitter is at cap understands uh, I understood that reference yeah we're on everywhere that does podcasts I'm not good at this part I can't sell myself I, okay. I'm a useless human <laughs> with no talents ah what's happening I'm spiraling I'm spiraling you plenty don't worry don't worry <laughs> we'll all be in the show notes we'll make we'll, sure excellent. we'll make sure it's all in there we'll link to everything that we can <laughs> sure. uh, remember guys that we're going to be live on the 25th as well at 9am PST and what time was it is it 5pm BST I think it was Jordan something like that yeah yes and we're hopefully going to be delving into we're going to be going back into video games for this one and we're going to be looking at what makes horror work in video games and films and how they expertly pull on those little strings to make you scared while you're experiencing something yourself. So we thought that might be an interesting topic to go through. And if you've got any of your spooky stories you want to send in, this goes for you as well, Ross, or anyone else you know, send them into griefburrito at gmail.com or at any of our socials and we're going to be reading them on the show. In our bonus episode that we'll be be coming out on Friday, as this is airing on Wednesday, we will be covering some more spooky stories. So make sure to chip in then. And Ross's little, what was it, a psychological game? Oh, it's it's terrifying is what it is. <laughs> I'm scared. All right, let's do this. Fuck yeah. Thank right, you for listening, perfect. guys. See you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.